Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Bible Podcast. Today is April 2nd, and we're reading through the first book of Samuel. Today we'll cover chapters 18 and 19. Let's go ahead and get started. Chapter 18. After David finished speaking with Saul, Jonathan became great friends with David. He loved David as he loved himself. From that time on, Jonathan had David work for him and would not let him go back home. Jonathan made a solemn agreement with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, together with his tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt. David was successful in doing everything Saul asked him to do. So Saul made him an officer in the army. This pleased everyone, including Saul's other officers. When the soldiers returned home after David had killed the Philistine, the women of all the towns of Israel came out singing and dancing to meet King Saul, happily celebrating with tambourines and musical instruments. As they danced, the women sang, Saul has killed his thousands, and David his ten thousands. What they were singing made Saul very angry, as he didn't think it was right. He said to himself, They've given David credit for killing tens of thousands, but only thousands to me. All that's left is to give him the kingdom. From that time on, Saul viewed David with suspicion. The following day, an evil spirit from God came on Saul with power, and he was ranting inside the house while David played the harp, as he regularly did. Saul happened to be holding a spear, and he threw it at David, saying to himself, I'll pin David to the wall. But David managed to escape him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but he had given up on Saul. So Saul sent David away and made him a commander of a thousand soldiers, leading them out and back as part of the army. David was very successful in everything he did because the Lord was with him. When Saul saw how successful David was, he was even more afraid of him. But everyone in Israel and Judah loved David because of his leadership in the army. One day, Saul told David, Here's my oldest daughter, Mirab. I will give her to you in marriage, but only if you prove to me you're a brave warrior and fight the battles of the Lord. For Saul was thinking, I don't need to be the one to kill him. Let the Philistines do it. But who am I, and what status does my family have in Israel for me to become the son-in-law of the king? David replied. However, when the time came to give Merib, Saul's daughter, to David, she was given in marriage to Adriel of Meholah instead. Meanwhile, Saul's daughter Michal had fallen in love with David, and when Saul was told, he was happy about it. I'll give her to David, Saul thought. She can be the bait so the Philistines can trap him. So Saul said to David, This is the second time you can become my son-in-law. Saul gave these instructions to his servants. Talk with David in private and tell him, Look, the king is very happy with you, and all of us love you. Why not become the king's son-in-law? Saul's servants spoke privately to David, but he replied, Do you think it's nothing to become the king's son-in-law? I'm a poor man, and I'm not important. When Saul's servants explained to him what David had said, Saul told them, Tell David, the only dowry the king wants for the bride is 100 foreskins of dead Philistine, as a way of taking revenge on his enemies. Saul's plan was to get David killed by the Philistines. When the servants reported what the king had said back to David, he was happy to become the king's son-in-law. While there was still time, David set off with his men and killed 200 Philistines and brought back their foreskins. 
They counted them all out before the king so David could become the king's son-in-law. So Saul gave him his daughter, Michal, in marriage. Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter, Michal, was in love with David. And so he became even more afraid of David and was his enemy for the rest of his life. Whenever the Philistine commanders attacked, David was more successful in battle than all of Saul's officers. So his reputation grew rapidly. Chapter 19 Then Saul instructed his son Jonathan and all his officials to kill David. But Jonathan really liked David, so he warned him, My father Saul is trying to kill you, so be careful tomorrow morning. Find a place to hide and stay hidden. I'll go out with my father and stand in the field near to where you're hiding. I'll talk to him about you and see what I can find out. Then I'll let you know. Then Jonathan spoke positively about David to his father Saul and told him, The king should not do anything bad to his servant David. Because he's not done anything bad to you, he has always served you well. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine giant Goliath, and the Lord brought about great salvation for the whole of Israel. You saw it and were delighted. So why would you sin and spill innocent blood by killing David without having any reason? Saul accepted what Jonathan had to say and promised an oath. I swear on the life of the Lord, he won't be put to death. Later, Jonathan called David and told him all that had been said. Then he took him to Saul, and David worked for Saul as he had before. War broke out once again, and David went to fight the Philistines. He attacked them so forcefully that they ran away in defeat. A while later, an evil spirit from the Lord came on Saul while he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand. As David played the lyre, Saul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear. David managed to dodge the spear, which embedded itself in the wall. Then David escaped and ran away into the night. Saul sent some messengers to David's house to keep watch and kill him in the morning. But Michal, David's wife, warned him, If you don't get away tonight, tomorrow you'll be killed. Michal lowered David down from a window, and he ran off, managing to escape. Then she took a teraphim, or a home idol, and laid it in the bed put a goat hair wig on its head and covered it with bedclothes. When Saul sent the messengers to arrest David, Michal told him, he's sick. Saul sent the messengers back to see David, saying, bring him to me in the bed so I can kill him. But when the messengers went into the bedroom, there was the idol in the bed with the goat hair wig on its head. Why did you trick me like this, helping my enemy get away so he could escape? Saul asked Michal. He told me, get out of my way. I don't want to have to kill you, Michal replied. This is how David got away and escaped. He went to Samuel at Ramah and explained to him everything that Saul had done to him. Then he and Samuel went to stay in Naoth. When Saul found out that David was at Naoth in Ramah, he sent messengers to arrest him. But when they saw a group of prophets prophesying with Samuel, leading out, the Spirit of God came on Saul's messengers, and they started prophesying too. Saul was told what had happened. So he sent more messengers, and they started prophesying as well. For the third time, Saul sent messengers, and they also started prophesying. In the end, Saul went himself to Ramah and arrived at the large cistern at Seku. Where are Samuel and David, he asked. At Naoth in Ramah, someone told him. So Saul went on to Naoth at Ramah, but the Spirit of God even came on to him. And he was prophesying as he walked along until he arrived in Naoth. 
Then Saul also took off his clothes, and he prophesied in Samuel's presence. Then he fell down and lay there naked all that day and all that night. That's why it is said, Is Saul one of the prophets too? The Holy Spirit is powerful. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of the Lord came upon a person or group when they were called to do a task or ordained for an office. The Spirit came upon the judges, Othniel, Gideon, and Jephthah, empowering them for service. Saul and David both received the Spirit of God when they were anointed king. The Spirit would depart when the task had been completed or when the office holder was removed from office. When Samuel anointed David as the next king, the Spirit left Saul, who was disobedient and had been rejected by God as king. After David had sinned with Bathsheba, he prayed to be spared this same judgment. In the New Testament, God's Holy Spirit is given to all who put their faith in Christ for salvation, not just to individuals in specific roles. Still, the Spirit performs a similar role in equipping God's servants to do the work that God has called them to do. The Old Testament departure of the Spirit from Saul also has a New Testament parallel found in warnings not to sin against the Spirit and not to bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit. Popular advice columnist Ann Landers has tried for years to make today Reconciliation Day, a time when differences between people are resolved and we all learn to get along with each other. Landers, whose real name is Esther Pauline Friedman Letterer, or Epi, is considered one of the most influential people in the United States. Her daily column is published in about a thousand newspapers in the U.S. and other countries, and she writes, Since 1989, I have suggested that April 2nd be set aside to write that letter or make that phone call and mend a broken relationship. Life is too short to hold grudges. To forgive can be enormously life-enhancing. While Lander's intent is good, the fact is there are some relationships that cannot be restored because one or both parties refuse to correct bad behavior. That was the case between Saul and David. The more popular David became, the more belligerent Saul grew. Israel's first king deeply resented David. As Saul's jealousy grew, he became more and more irrational. Soon, Saul was totally out of control and determined to destroy the object of his hatred. There were many attempts to reconcile Saul and David, but all failed because Saul refused to change his evil ways. Finally, David had to flee for his life, lest the insane king destroy him and his family. Looking deeper, best friends are those who share common beliefs. Jonathan and David became the best of friends because both their hearts were pure and clean before the Lord. Unchecked jealousy and anger open us to evil spirits. Saul's jealousy led him to anger over David's success. Soon an evil spirit began to dominate Saul. God keeps us safe when we are in his will. Saul was bent on killing David, and twice Saul hurled a spear at the young shepherd boy, but each time David escaped harm. Success depends on God's presence. The reason David went from one victory to another is best explained by the notation, because the Lord was with him. The diabolical plots of the enemy are thwarted when we walk with God. Saul schemed to have David murdered by offering his daughter in marriage as a reward, but it didn't happen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, help me to stay in the center of your perfect will, for there you protect and provide. 
Please help me to do my part to mend broken relationships. Boy, I sure need that prayer today. Friends, I'm glad you tuned in today, and I really look forward to being with you in 1 Samuel chapter 20.